Good morning, beautiful and chaotic glamour maid. It's me, storyteller and entrepreneur, AJ Lund. I've brought another sassy, successful friend to drop some encouragement just for you, getting you ready to kick today right in the biscuits. So it's time, fill up your cup, fill up your lungs, and get ready for your morning high five. All right, you beautiful, chaotic land mermaids. Good morning. (laughs) It's me, AJ, and I'm here with Dr. Rose. She gave a riveting pep talk yesterday morning, and I am here to break it down with you today. And so, yeah, good morning, Dr. Rose. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Good. Wonderful. You know, yesterday you said something that really spoke to me on a deep level. And that was, aside from all the other things that you mentioned, it was the fight or flight mode that really resonated for me. Mm. I'm constantly in fight or flight mode. And I didn't even realize that was what I was doing until Mm. you like laid it out like that. So tell me when I'm in fight or flight mode, now that I know that that's what's happening, what do I do from that point? Like, how do I fix that? Yeah. So first off, like it's a really important nervous system. There's nothing wrong with being in fight and flight. Like it is necessary and helpful for a lot of our day. A lot of the things we do, but there are certain times when it is less than necessary and less than helpful. A time might be when you're preparing for sex or preparing for sleep, right? Where we're like, okay, my brain doesn't need to think about all of the possibilities and we need to calm down. Right. And so noticing when your mind is kind of racing, when you're having trouble feeling present in the moment, when you feel that kind of like diffuse anxiety where you're like, why am I anxious right now? Like nothing's going on. Like all of those are symptoms of kind of like a maladaptive continued fight and flight that is no longer serving a purpose. So Mm. in order to shift out of this, it's really a personal journey right? And the process I take my clients through is three pillars of one, identifying some of the narratives that we have that kind of perpetuate this response. So yes, when we fight a tiger or flee from a tiger, we can have this response, but a lot of the thoughts that we think cause us to go into this survival mode as well. So really getting clear on that and then getting clear on what is our perfect ritual to shift our body and signify, okay, great job getting shit done earlier in the day. You killed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now we need a different system. And so everybody is different, but I'll share my personal one with you just to give you an idea. So for me, showers are really helpful just to kind of like calm my nervous system, be like, I'm just going to wash away everything that just happened. We're in a different space, changing my clothes. I have a playlist that I listen to and I dance around that helps me get into my body. So that's really helpful. Deep breathing and grounding is really, really helpful. I also have a cord cutting practice, which is more kind of around the the energetics of survival. So I, I hope that paints a bit of a clearer picture, but it's, it's individual. Absolutely. And you know, I, I do some of those things without even realizing it. So, so I'm a Disney fanatic and I listen to the Disney world parks playlist on Spotify. I listen to that whenever I go pick up my kids or something like that, just because notice not the Disney's like greatest hits or anything. This is literally (laughs) the soundtracks from the rides because I'm that girl. 
but, no, but it's, it's perfect. You're literally putting your brain in a space that makes you happy. You're like, all exactly. right, brain, we're in Disney World. Exactly. I just, I feel like I'm a better mom if I can just take a moment and be a little happier. Mm. Also play it when I'm kind of sad, but that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. I love that. Like, so we're probably in- intuitively doing these things yes. without really realizing it. So we just need to really kind of put more intention behind that practice. Is that what I'm picking up? Yeah. And what I love about what you just said is what so many of us do is we say, I need to show up and be a good mom. I need to show up at work and get shit done. But I think when it comes to sex, it's so easy for us to just say, ah, I'm not a sexual person anymore. Ah, we've been together five, 10, 15 years. So we just don't have that spark. And it's really easy for us to just kind of accept the status quo. But can you imagine if you showed up to pick up your kids without that Disney soundtrack and you were just like rageful and you're like, eh, I'm just a mad mom now. This is just who right. I am. Right. Mm-hmm. When you know like you told yourself it's unacceptable for me to show up and you know, you're a human being, of course, but you're like, there are tools that I can use to make myself more emotionally available to connect with my kids right now. And I'm going to use it. And so I want to just point out how we're doing this in so many other parts of our life, but we're just not giving sex the same priority, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So it seems like there are a lot of opportunities to use this kind of intentionality practice that you're talking about. I would think that that you have the opportunity to make an impact in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. So we were kind of before this interview, we were talking about how you had just recently been talking to some of your clients about how your work is impacting them. So what are some indicators that you know that you're on the right path? Hmm. It's my all-time favorite thing to just see my clients shift. One of the people I reconnected with yesterday, she's actually a trauma therapist and she had been in trauma therapy for three years, came to me with a lot of emotional and physical pain around sex, really avoiding all conversations around sex because we've all been there, right? It can be a conversation you dread, right? And in talking to her about her journey over the last six months working together, she told me that not only has her relationship shifted in the bedroom, like she is able to talk, not just after the fact, she's able to talk during intimacy and say, I would like to move here, or this would feel better. Or what if we did that? So she doesn't have that fear and dread around conversations around intimacy, both in the moment or afterwards. And that has spilled over into her actually enjoying intimacy with her partner. She hadn't had sex for three years when we first started working together because she, she told me she hated it. Right. And so to see that of like, you went from so much emotional and physical pain in this area and avoidance to actual enjoyment connection. She said that her, all of her intimate relationships, not just her romantic relationship, she's now able to show up more grounded and available for connection. And she even told me that in her therapy sessions, as a therapist holding space for her clients, she's better able to just be present because of the work she's done, because she's integrated this part of herself. Because I think that we think that our sexuality just isn't important. 
And what I have seen doing this work over the last five years is our sexual self is a really, really, really important part of our whole. And it needs to be integrated and it needs to be loved and it needs to be cared for. And what I saw with this client yesterday was not only does she enjoy sex now instead of dreading it, not only is she closer to her partner, not only is she able to have literally any conversation that once was uncomfortable, she's a better therapist, which holy shit, like it brought Mm -hmm. me to tears. It honestly, it brought me to tears. Like I, I just can't, I wish everyone could have that transformation and I want everyone to know that it's possible. It's entirely possible. Wow. That's fantastic. Okay. Dr. Rose. So what's the fastest, easiest way to get a hold of you? Mm, so Instagram, I'm on a lot at be well with Rose. You're also welcome to email me be well with Rose at gmail.com. And I don't know when this episode is airing, but I have lots of free challenges coming up soon, but I think it's going to be before the episode airs. So Okay, cool. Well, we will make sure to keep all of the goodies in the show notes for them to make it easy to connect with you. In the meantime, I will say goodbye. So thank you so much, Dr. Rose. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Love it. See ya.